Do you know that from your position, you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. If you are bold here, wave your hands, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just lift up our hands and just give thanks to the Lord for today and get ourselves ready to receive his word. The Bible says he sent forth his word and he healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. God's word is an instrument of change. God's word is an instrument of deliverance. God's word is an instrument of healing. God's word is an instrument of transformation. Lift your hands and bless the name of the Lord and give him praise. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you adoration. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks. And so, Heavenly Father, we are grateful for this opportunity to gather together at your feet to be fed by your word. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you speak specifically to our hearts and provide that which is lacking in our faith in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Please, you may be seated. Hallelujah. There is um, a thought that I want to bring to your consideration by God's Spirit. And I believe is a missing link in the faith of a lot of God's precious people. Yes, we got saved by grace through faith, but many of us soon forget that though salvation is instantaneous, yet the fruits come through patience. Hallelujah. When a man comes to the altar and surrenders to the Lordship of Jesus, he gets born again right there and then. But the fruits of salvation don't happen right there and then. It takes time for the fruits of salvation to manifest. And if you do not learn what is known as patience, it becomes difficult for you to Enjoy the benefits of salvation. Hallelujah. The same way birth is instantaneous. You get born into this world. You're born. Just one day you're born and then you come forth. But growth is not instantaneous. It takes time to grow. All you have to do is be patient and keep feeding and keep exercising yourself. And then, as a result of feeding yourself, exercising yourself with patience, you begin to grow. Hallelujah. But you were born one day. Man is born one day. But man grows daily. Many of us I believe, have neglected the place of patience in our faith. And the Spirit of God reminded me this morning to remind us again and stir up our holy minds by way of speaking God's word to us to understand how important it is to be patient in our walk of faith. I want to bring to your mind again the parable of the sower that Jesus taught his disciples 
He gave them the unveiling of the mystery in that parable. Though it was a parable to the multitude, but he said to them, it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And I want to bring you the unveiling of that mystery again today. But I'm bringing it from the book of Luke. Luke chapter 8. If we start the reading from verse 10, the Bible tells us, Jesus said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Verse 11, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. What is the seed? The word of God. Now every time you receive God's word, the process of faith begins. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what begins the process of faith is the seed of God's word. Any time and every time you hear the word, you receive God's word, faith begins. But you see, faith does not end at that time. That's the beginning of faith. The Bible talks about the end of our faith. So if faith has got an end, then it must have a beginning. How does faith begin? Faith begins by receiving the word of God. So the seed is sown. That's not the harvest. That's the sowing of the seed. And most time, we expect the harvest to happen the very day the seed was sown. And it, it does not happen that way, not even in real life. It doesn't happen so that way in the spirit. So the seed is sown, the word. And when you get the word of God, your faith begins. But that's not all there is to faith. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. So he authors your faith by giving you his word. And then he is there to finish that faith. Glory to God. See? And then he goes on in verse 12. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then come at the devil and take away the word out of their hearts. Lest they should believe and be saved. They heard God's word. The devil came because they lacked understanding, took the word from them, so they did not believe, so they were not saved. Verse 13. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy. They received the word with joy. See that? They were excited when the word came. They received the word with joy. And these have no root. They have no root in themselves, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. Hallelujah. They, they believed to start with. They received the word with joy, but no root in themselves. What is root? Deep understanding. You see, if you don't understand how faith works, you'll be discouraged. You feel God is not true to his word. You feel... Or maybe this Christianity thing, they're just deceiving everybody. How am I sure God is working in me and working for me and working in my interest? See? They received the word with what? Joy. And that's the way to receive the word, right? Yeah, with joy. They received the word, they were excited. But they have no root in them. They didn't understand the dynamics of faith. They didn't understand how faith works. And so, when temptation came, they were surprised that can temptation come having received God's word or after receiving the word of God? Yeah. Every word you claim to believe will be tested. Everything you, you claim to believe will be put to the test. Everything. So you see, these guys didn't have a rounded understanding. So they felt, well, you just received the word and that's it. Yes, that's it. But you see, in the process of faith, receiving the word begins that process. That's not the end of it. It authors it. Jesus is the author 
and the finish of our faith. The Bible says we should receive the end of our faith, which is the salvation of our souls. So there is such a thing as the end of our faith. So when temptation came, they didn't have root in themselves. Evangelist Matthew reporting this said they were offended. They were what? They were offended. They felt like, ah, God didn't tell me this. Oh, ah, no, no, no. Ah, this is not what God, this was not God, what God told me. God didn't tell me this. This was not God, what God told me. God said this, God said that. And then they got offended. The Bible says here in Luke, it says, and in time of temptation, fall away. That means they cast off their confidence. That means they did not continue in their faith. They fell away. Why? Because they didn't have root in themselves. No depth. No depth. Hallelujah. You look at what the wife of Job told him. He said, well, just curse God and die. God hasn't been good to you. So just curse him and die. And then the man said, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's not as hard as that. That I'm going through something does not mean I should betray and deny my faith in God. You see, the wife was shallow, but Job was not. Are there shallow Christians? Yes. Are there Christians who have received God's word? Yes, oh, everybody, every believer must have received God's word at one time or the other. Because without the word of God, you couldn't have been saved. But are there people who don't have root in themselves in the church? Yeah, a lot of them. Who get offended at God? Yes. Why? They don't have a complete understanding. They feel because you believe uh, you, you must not be tried. And if you face any trial, it's because you don't believe. That's, that's an incomplete understanding of faith. Amen. I said amen. That's an incomplete understanding of faith. The Bible says the trying of our faith. Your faith must be tried. The trying of our faith works patience. See? So, you see, so in some setting, when you see people going through one heart situation or the other, you may feel like, ah, maybe that brother does not really believe God. Who told you? Who told you that? He's in the face of his own faith. When he needs to hold on to the word of God, that is the foundation of his faith. So temptation came. Now, if we truly believe God's word, should temptation cause us to fall away? No, talk to me now, church. But these guys fell away. Did they receive the word of God? No, talk to me. Did they receive the word? They did. How did they receive the word? With joy. Did they fall away? Yes, they did. Why did they fall away? They fell away because they didn't have root in themselves. It was not a temptation that caused the falling away. It was because they did not have what? Root in themselves. Temptation is common to all. Everybody is temptable. But not everybody is defeatable. Everybody will go through trials in life. But not everybody will be overcome by those trials. You have to have a rounded understanding in life. And that understanding helps you to be tough. To be impregnable. To be indomitable. Not like the indomitable lions of Cameroon. All right? I mean indomitable. Those ones are not real lions. Amen. All right. So when temptation came, they fell away. Look at the next verse. And that which fell 
among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Choked. That means they also received the word, right? Uh huh. But they couldn't bring forth fruit. Why? Because of the cares of this world. Deceitfulness of riches. Glory to God. They began to compromise their faith. They began to do things that are unethical, biblically. And so the word of God could not produce in them. Not that they, they did not receive God's word or hadn't received the word of God. They had received God's word, but it couldn't produce because of thorns, the cares of this world, anxiety, 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 anxiety. Now, listen very carefully. Most of us think that we can receive God's word and still keep being anxious and then still see the manifestation of God's word. Then if that happens, the parable of the sower is not, is not true. If you get into anxiety, it will, it will choke the word. It will not produce. Cares. <laughs> you see, when you come, we are still coming to that, but let me just narrate this very quickly. When you allow anxiety pounds on you, it will choke the word. The word will not produce that way. cares of this world. What will I eat? What will people say? Hope. I'm okay. Hope I'm sane. Hope nothing is wrong with me. Anxiety. 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 And choke the world. See? So it couldn't produce. That means the seed was sown and it grew but it did not produce fruit unto perfection. Why? Because of thorns, cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches. See? Look at verse 15, the next verse. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart. Let's not say honest. All right. Who is an honest person? An honest person is somebody who believes simply. And if something is not working, he goes back to the God who gave him that faith to start with and say, Lord, what is happening? Not, and honest, honest people don't assume. Hello. Now, if I told you something, walk this this way and all that, and then you went, you did it, it didn't work out for you, an honest person does not say that man lied. An honest person will come back and ask questions. What happened? Maybe I didn't get instruction right. Amen. Honesty. Let's not say honesty. An honest person is a simple person. An honest person is childlike. An honest person is a sincere person. An honest person is an open person. An honest person is a believer. With an honest and good heart, having heard the word, what happened? You see, the reason I'm bringing it from the book of Luke is just because of verse 15. Because if you read the account in, you know, in Mark and then in uh, Matthew, it's not, it didn't really tell us this part of the good ground. It says, but that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, that means they heard the word, right? Having heard the word, the Bible says they kept it. Oh, they what? Oh, come on, talk to me. They what? Now, what's your faith, really? What is your faith? When you say faith, 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 what is your faith? The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and verse 1, it says, faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? Now, faith is, faith what? is the substance. Let's all say the substance. Oh, come on, talk to me. The what? Talk to me. The what? The substance of things hoped for, 
the evidence of things not seen. That means faith is the substance, the evidence. You have something that makes for your faith. There is something that forms the foundation of your faith. There is something that makes for your believing. Without it, there is no believing. That was the reason for your faith to start with. That was the reason for your expectation. That was the reason you expect that the things that you expect will come to pass. That, that foundation of your faith is the substance, the evidence. And what is that? He says, so then, Romans 10 and verse 17, so then faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the substance of your faith is the word. The evidence of your faith is what? The word. Now, why did Abraham believe that God will give him a son? Why did he believe that? Where did he get that believing from? No, talk to me. Where did he get it from? God told him so. Right? It was what? A promise. It was a promise. So Abraham had every reason to have believed God along that line because it was a promise that God gave him. So what was the promise? The word of God. When God spoke to Abraham, Abraham had every reason to hold on to the substance of his hope and the evidence of what he hadn't yet seen because God had spoken to him. You see, the substance of your faith is the word. The word is the substance of your faith. The word is the evidence of your faith. What's the substance of your faith? The word. What's the evidence of your faith? The word. So you see, these folks in honesty and goodness, they kept the word. Now, when you are going through trials, what must you look out for? What must you keep? What must you protect? Now, why is the temptation? The temptation, is it coming against you or to take the word out of you? To take the word out of you. That's the purpose of every temptation. To get you out of your conviction. But understand that when you are going through that temptation and you hold on to the word of God, the word of God in you becomes stronger. The word of God in you becomes bigger. Why? Because you see, your grip on the word becomes stronger. When you hold on to God's word in the midst of temptations, your grip on the word becomes stronger. You become more tenacious. You become more dogged. You become patient. You become enduring. You become more stable. Why? Because you're holding on to God's word and as you're holding on to the word of God, you are developing spiritual strength on the inside because you're holding on to that word. The word of God is working in you. The word of God is working in you and is giving you a rounded understanding of life. When the enemy comes against you, with thoughts of unbelief and doubt. His purpose is to get you out of your confidence, get you out of your faith, to pull you out of your confidence in God. That's his purpose. That's his goal. But you see, God has another design for that temptation. The design of God is that when the enemy comes with those thoughts and throws those things at you God's goal is for you to hold on to God's word and in that process of going through that test you become stronger 
The enemy meant it for evil, but God turns it around for your good. Hallelujah. What he, he meant to um, distract you with, what he meant to destroy you with, God now uses that very thing, makes that thing your gym, your spiritual gym. And you become stronger. You become more muscular spiritually. Hallelujah. You see, they kept the word. They held on to the word. When the cares of this world came, when anxieties came, pleasures of sin came, when those things came, hitting them in every direction, the Bible says they held on to the word. They kept meditating on the word. They kept their gaze on the word. They kept the attention of the, on the word. The Bible says they looked unto him and they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. They refused to be distracted. It was when Peter heard and saw the wind boisterous that he began to sink. But when he was walking towards Jesus on water and his gaze and attention was on Jesus, he did not sink. He began to sink when he saw the wind boisterous. He was distracted. They kept it. They kept the word. They kept the word. You have to keep the word. Listen, look up. There is no faith without the word of God. If you lose the word, you have lost your faith. The reason for your faith to start with is the word. People don't believe just because, you know, believing is part of life. People believe because there's something to believe. And it is that something that is the substance of your expectation. It is that something, that's the word, that is the evidence. Your confidence, your assurance that the things you expect will happen. That's the word. You lose the conviction, you lose the expectation to see it come to pass. They kept it. And the Bible says, and bring forth what? Fruit with what? Now, is it possible to be fruitful in Christ without patience? Is it possible? It's not. Once upon a time, the word was sown. You have to keep the word, keep watering it, keep speaking it, Keep reminding yourself of that word. Keep talking it to yourself and keep your confidence in God intact. And then as you stay on the word, it will begin to produce. I have discovered. See, I started pastoring in 1994. Amen. And I've seen a lot of believers. All kinds. I've seen people who received God's word with excitement and two months after they give up on God's word. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen people who will say, what is happening to God? Is he still alive? There was a brother who asked me, he said, where is God? I said, where did that question come from? He said, is he still on his throne? I said, have you dethroned him? If you look at, I I read the account of Noah. I sat down and said, huh? Father, help my faith. You know when God told him that he was going to destroy the world with water? And then he said to prepare an ark. You see, when he was preparing the ark, people were laughing at him. (laughs) Sometimes they would come, the first month, the second month, the third month. Where is the rain? But you see, he was patient. And he kept following God. He kept following God. He kept following God. He kept following God. His gaze on was, was, was on what God said to him. And then when he was done preparing the ark, God said, yes, it's time now. The rains will begin. I will open the fountains beneath and I will cause water to overflow the earth. And then it happened. 
You know, uh, Pastor E. Adeboye once shared a testimony how that when redemption camp began, God told him to move from Lagos and then go to one bush somewhere along the express road and start a camp meeting. And he, he said, target Holy Ghost camp meeting. So he left. When he left there, he told some of his pastors that God said to go to that bush. <laughs> they said, well, if you want to, we will stay here. All right, they stayed there back in Lagos. And then he left. And then things started happening in the camp. And the pastors, some of them joined. And then one day again, they were praying. And then he said to them, he said, the Lord said to build a presidential lodge, a presidential accommodation on camp because presidents will be visiting very soon. <laughs> so the pastors laughed again. <laughs> President, hey, this man is a dreamer. Ah, President. <clears throat> so they, well, they started, they contributed money, they built it. The first year, no president visited. The second year, no president visited. The third year, no president. Five years, no president visited. So one of them, you know, said, Baba, ah, this is five, in five years now, no president has visited. And you said, he said, yeah. Daddy said that to me. I'm still waiting. And then, I think about seven years or thereabout, I can't remember specifically, a president of a nation visited. <laughs> and then one of the past, that very pastor that you know asked Baba the question came and said, Sir, <laughs> it has happened. <laughs> he said, It's news to you. I knew it will happen because God said so. Patience. Do you get troubled when it looks like what God has said is not going to come to pass? It shows you are shallow, you don't have root. Because when you are tempted in such a situation, you may give up your faith. I know some people who are planning not to start, you know, to start to not tithe now because they've been tithing and they've not seen anything yet. So they feel like this tithing thing is not working. Amen. Uh Uh-huh. They want to stop tithing. Why? <laughs> because they've been tithing and maybe they've not seen anything yet. They feel like it's not working. No root in themselves. Until you see the fruit of the seed of God's word that was sown into you. You don't stop. You're patient on that word. You're talking it. You're confessing it. You're watering it. You're digging the ground around, digging the land or the ground around the word, and you're confessing that word, speaking it to yourself again and again and again, convincing yourself that God is true. He's faithful. He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. As he said it, shall he not do it? Has he spoken it? Shall he not make it good? You know that so shall his word be that goes forth out of his mouth. It will not return unto him void. That word will prosper in the thing that God has sent it to do. It will accomplish his task, his mission. You understand that his word cannot be broken. Amen? And then you put that word before your eyes. You put it in your mouth. You make it your meditation. You are patient. You are thankful. Father, thank you because you are faithful. You see, what you are doing at that time is you're going through the process of God's building and God's making. I know where we are in a jet age, right? Microwave, fast foods. But you see, you can't carry that mindset of microwave into Christianity. You have to learn to be patient and stay on God's word. You stay on that word. Word of health, you stay on the word. Word of prosperity, you stay on that word until you begin to see the fruits. If you see people who are enjoying the fruits of God's word today, all right, they took time. They were patient. They stood on the word. They kept growing. 
And now they're enjoying the fruits of the word. And listen very carefully. When the word of God begins to produce in your life, all right, it's an eternal seed. It produces forever. It keeps producing and it keeps producing and it keeps producing and it keeps producing. And people wonder, what's happening? That man is enjoying life. That woman is having everything smooth. It's happening. The word of God is producing. The word of God is producing. Don't be a Christian that has no root in himself or herself. Be a Christian that has depth. Let's all say depth. One more time, say depth. Yeah. Shallow Christianity can't take you anywhere. Luke, uh, let's, let's read Roman, I mean, sorry, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. Hebrews 6 and verse 12, quickly. It says that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through what? Faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, how do you inherit the promises? Faith and patience. You have to be faith-filled and faithful to the word, and you have to be patient. Faith enough, faith alone is not enough. You have to be patient. What is patience? Patience is endurance. The Christian race is not an 100 meter dash. The Christian race is a marathon. What is it? A marathon. You see, when you start running, all right, Just keep going that way. The Lord is faithful. He's true to his word. The Lord is faithful. He's true to his word. The Lord is faithful. He's true to his word. If you have an expectation that, okay, uh, in in 100 meters, I'll be done. And then you keep going and you feel like, ah, they didn't tell me the whole story. Nobody told me the truth. The truth is, you hold on to God's word until you see the physical manifestation of what God promised. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. That's the truth. And it takes patience. Let's all say patience. One more time, say patience. It takes patience. It takes patience. I know it myself. When I sit down with God's word, I'm meditating on God's word. I take time to dig into God's word. And I take time to meditate on God's word and drink it in. And drink it in. And I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that the day after. I'll do that the day after. I'll do that the day after. I'm doing that daily, continuously, consistently, with diligence. I'm doing that consistently, continually. And then as I begin to do that, God's word is building up on the inside of me. With time, it, it takes over your thinking. It takes over your mindset. And it begins to rule your life. The word of God begins to rule your life and determine the outcomes of your life. That's how it starts. We have to learn to be patient with God. And how do you do that? Stay on the word. Stay on that word. Don't have a wrong mindset. Stay on the word of God. I remember someone called me and said she, she was believing God for the fruit of the womb for some time now. And then she, she called me. She got pregnant. Amen. And so I lifted up my hands. I said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I think about a week or two after she called me. She said she saw blood. I said, what's the meaning of that? She said, blood. I said, well, as far as I'm concerned, you're pregnant. Whether or not you saw blood makes no difference to me. You see, God gave you that pregnancy. Amen? Blood or no blood, it makes no difference. Hold on to God's word. Hallelujah. You know, it's, 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 it's an attitude of faith. You hold on to that word. You saw blood, it makes no difference to me. 
the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. Now, faith does not come by seeing blood. Faith comes by hearing the word. What did God tell you? What did God tell you? God told you something and that thing has materialized on the inside of you. Seeing blood or not seeing blood makes no difference. It has come to stay. Amen? You know, that should be our attitude. Father, I thank you because you you are a perfect God. You cannot start a thing and not finish it. I cooperate with you. I cooperate with you. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. Hold on to the word. Hold on to that word. Amen. So I told her, I said, forget about the blood you saw. Hold on to what God has given you. All right. You you tried to get pregnant before now. It didn't happen. It shows that it's not in your strength. Now God has put that pregnancy there supernaturally, it would take a supernatural force of faith to keep it onto its fruition. That means you have to keep believing. Stay on the word. This attitude of, you know, because some, some things won't happen and then you now feel like, ah, does God still love me? Ah. That's not how to stay long in Christianity. If you want to reach your goal, You must be convinced. God loves you. You know it. The word of God tells you. And then you believe it. And you stay on it. You say to yourself. God loves me irrespective of what I'm going through. And his love is going to keep me through it. And give me a testimony. Hallelujah. You believe that. Believe that. So I have discovered this. That. The missing link in the faith of many of God's precious people is patience. Let's want to say patience. It's a missing link. Patience. Patience. I, I love that song. Don't give up on God, for he won't give up on you. He's able... Don't give up on God. Be patient. Stay on. Patience. What is patience? Patience is staying on the word irrespective of what you face. Irrespective of how you feel. Amen. The children are excited. Hallelujah. It's staying on the word irrespective of what you feel. How you feel. Glory to God. Stay on that word. Stay on the word. Stay on the word. Hallelujah. That's patience. You just stay on that word. You see, there are times it, it, it's difficult, naturally speaking, to stay on the word. Because of what you're facing and what you're going through. Alright? The Bible says, Let us therefore come, what? Boldly. To where? The throne of grace. Hebrews 4 and verse 16. To obtain mercy and to find grace to help in what? In time of need. That's when to go and say, Father, I receive grace. I open up my heart. I obtain mercy. I lay hold on the grace of God. I stay on the word. I stay on the word. Oh, you are my help. I stay on the word. It's called patience. Now, when you get into patience, let me tell you something. It gets to a time that when the miracle happens... You will not notice it. Yeah. Because you've given up your worries. It happens and people will tell you, do you know something has happened? Eh, really? Ah, praise the Lord. Why? Because, see, your gaze is not on physical things anymore. Your attention is on the word of God. Stay on the word. (laughs) Patience. You stay on the word irrespective of whatever is going around you, going on around you. You stay on the word, circumstances and situations notwithstanding, you stay on the word, stay on the word, stay on the word. You talk it to yourself, you meditate on the word. All right? 
in your kitchen is attached to the wall. You can see the word. Oh, Father, thank you for your word is true. In the bathroom, you can see the whole Father, thank you for the word is true. Your word is true. Hallelujah. In your office at your desk, there's a sticky note there reminding you. On your desktop, the word of God is there reminding you. Hallelujah. (laughs) Beside your bed, the word of God is there reminding you that God is faithful. God is faithful. Hallelujah. I remember there was um, a beloved one, the family was believing God for the fruit of the womb. And then we visited their family and we prayed with them. And then we prayed and prayed. Then the Lord said to me, it is done. So I told the family, I said, it is done. They said, amen. So <laughs> they, they expected that it would be nine months later. All right. So nothing happened the first month, the second month. You know, I think he shared his testimony during Sons and Daughters, you know, Pastor Biomi, hallelujah, Lagos. And then the wife came to me and said, you said God said. (laughs) I said, that's that's what God told me. It's done. I believe. Amen. And then... (laughs) I said, do you believe? She said, yes. I said, stay on the word. I think about four or five months after, the wife took in. Hallelujah. And then nine months after, they delivered of their baby, amen, in the U.S. Hallelujah. God opened doors for them and, you know, and when they brought the baby, when the word came, the Lord said, the baby shall be called Grace. And that's her name now. Her name is Grace. When I was on campus, I had just two pairs of trousers and three shirts in my part one. The Lord spoke to me, I'm giving you a worldwide ministry. I said, amen. What do I say? (laughs) Say amen. And I mean, just say amen. And, and then I kept trusting him. Do this, study the word. I study the word. Pray, I pray. Follow my instruction, I follow his instruction. All right, do this, I do it. Sow seed, I sow seed. Just following God, holding on to that word. Amen. I said amen. When we went to the U.S. and you come and see people We've been listening to you. We heard one of your messages online. We downloaded this online. We did this online. And a lot of wonderful comments. I said, oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Worldwide ministry. In part one. With two pairs of trousers. And maybe two or three shirts. Amen. Ah, glory to God. I believe the word of God. Oh, come on. Do you believe God's word? (laughs) Come to rest. Rest on the word. Amen. You see that you are going through tests does not mean something is wrong with you. It shows it's time for promotion. Don't feel like like I'm the odd person out in the whole world. There's no such thing. It's your promotion time. Amen. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, say, I am am unstoppable. One more time. Come on. Say it like you mean it. (laughs) Glory to God. I have noticed in my own life personally, when I face more persecutions, that's when I increase the more. I have noticed that in my own personal life. So nothing moves me. (laughs) There was someone that told another person that he hated me because I was prospering. 
you know, and I'm still prospering. And so, I went to the person and gave him an offering. <laughs> and he received it. He said, thank you. Ah, God will bless you in a special way. <laughs> I said, that's the prayer I'm looking for. <laughs> thank you. When, when those who hate you begin to bless you. Ah, you love that. That's good. Amen. So, it makes no difference to me. When people hate me, the more. And then I just say, Father, thank you. Because, you see, do you know the hatred that the brothers of Joseph had for him accelerated the fulfillment of God's dream for him? They will push you and push you to your promised land. It's an acceleration. <laughs> Glory to God. But just understand that in the midst of that test, hold on to the word. Let me read one more scripture and then we close. Have you been blessed today? It's a simple word from the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. It says, cast not away therefore your confidence which hath great recompense of reward. Don't cast it away. What's your confidence? Your faith in God. What's your faith in God? The word that God gave you. Don't cast it off. Now, you see, the faith of Jesus is the ultimate faith. You know what God told him? You die, and I'll raise you from the dead. (laughs) It takes faith to believe that. (laughs) Die, I'll raise you from the dead. I will not suffer my Holy One to see corruption. I have reserved the sure message of David for you, but you will die first. Trust me that when you are dead, fully dead, I will raise you. (laughs) And he believed. That's faith, man. (laughs) Faith in the resurrection power of God. That no matter how terrible the situation is, my God is going to raise it back to life. Amen. (laughs) Faith. You know, that that was... You know what the short message of David are? Huh? How many of us know the short message of David? Acts of the Apostles, chapter 13. We're coming back to this Hebrews 10 and verse 35. Are you enjoying the word? All right. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 13. Let's start the reading from verse um, 33. Acts 13, 33. 3, 3. Double 3. And we, God had fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he had raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this devil begotten thee. Verse 34. And as concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now no more to, to return to corruption, He said on this wise, I will give you what? The sure mercies of David. Verse 35, quickly. Wherefore he said also in another psalm, thou shalt not suffer thine holy one to see what? Corruption. Now if if your faith it's shaking now. God said he will do something for you and your faith is shaking. How am I sure you really believe in the resurrection of the dead? God said he will buy you a pair of trousers. And now this is the third month. The pair of trousers hasn't come yet. <laughs> and your faith is shaking. <laughs> How am I sure that <laughs> when you sleep, You have faith that God is going to raise you back to life. Don't you know that's the ultimate faith? 
faith in the resurrection power. Amen. There is no situation that is beyond God. There is no, no matter how terrible it is, no matter how bad it is, when you put your faith in him and trust him absolutely, God will bring it back to life. And that was what, you know, Jesus was telling Martha. He said, look, the the issue is not death. The issue is not death. The issue is faith in the resurrection and faith in the life. I am the life and the resurrection. Praise the Lord. the, 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 The issue is believing in me. It's not a situation. Put your confidence in me and stay that confidence on me. So it's not a situation, oh God, it's so terrible now, can you do anything about it? It's so bad, it's so bad, it's so this, it's, mm-mm. that's not the issue. The issue is, can you believe me? Just put your faith in me, just trust me. And I'll fix it. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Go back to Hebrews 10 and verse 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence which had great recompense of reward. Don't cast it away. Don't cast it away. Hallelujah. You know, there was a brother then in our fellowship on campus. He said, of course, that's not the truth, but he just said it just to stir up believers. He said, if God announces today that there's no heaven anymore, all right, will you still believe him? I said, why not? God is my heaven. Anywhere he is, that's, I'll, I'll stay with him. That's my heaven. Amen. Faith that is unrepentant. Don't get faith. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. Look at verse 36. For ye have need of what? Patience. Patience is a need in the lives of a lot of believers. You have need of patience. You have need of it. Look at your neighbor and say, you have need of patience. Notice he didn't say, you have need of faith. He said, you have need of patience. For ye have need of patience. That after, let's all say after. That after ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. After you have done the will of God. After you have believed God, that's the will of God. After you have received the word of God, you have need of patience. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Receive the promise. Hallelujah. Receive the promise. You have need of patience. 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 Look at the next verse. For yet a little while... And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Now the just shall live by what? Faith. What kind of faith is he talking about here? Patient faith. What is it called? Faith that stays on the word and the word only irrespective of what is happening around you, you stay on that word and you stay on it. You stay on it. That's the faith he's talking about. The just shall live by a patient faith, enduring faith, steadfast faith. And that's how to receive the promise. Lift up your hands and give God the praise right now. Worship him. Thank you. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We celebrate you. We celebrate you. We thank you for your love and kindness. We thank you for your tender mercies. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I want you to stand to your feet right now and begin to declare, Lord, I love you. I hold on to your word. Your word is true. Your word is true. Your word is true. 
you are faithful 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 we know you've been blessed by this message for further information and details on how to be a partner please contact Shago Badger Teaching Ministries on plus 234-7066-453122 or plus 234-80601-00093. Stay blessed.